0: Now, this is our confession of faith before God, taken out of His Word, because we need to hear Him. Until we hear Him and listen to Him, the power of obedience is not there. But when you hear Him and truly listen to Him, you will obey. You will obey. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to Him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ears to hear as I learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Again, see, when God opens your ears to hear Him, you're going to obey Him. Until you hear Him, the power to obey Him is not there. But God is giving us that power to obey Him. In Romans chapter 3, verse 21, and really I'm directing because we are actually broadcasting in all of Africa. We are on, on television in all of Africa and some part of Europe. So I, I know that I'm addressing people that I can't see, but God sees them and He's going to talk to them. So the Bible says from Romans chapter 3, verse 21 through 22... But now, the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed. Notice, it's not the righteousness of man. It's called the righteousness of God. And that righteousness of God was hidden, now is being unveiled. So that anyone who wants it, can have it's been unveiled. No one can be denied. It's unveiled. It's revealed. Because man's righteousness will not make it. No matter how good you got. No matter how good you are. You can't make it in your righteousness. Man's righteousness. So God has his righteousness that he wants to give to you. And that righteousness is being revealed. He's been unveiled. So you can receive it. Anyone can receive if you want. Anyone can receive. Apart from the law, it's not just obeying the Old Testament. It's not that. It's receiving from God what God has unveiled to us. Revealed to us. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. The righteousness God gives you, the law cannot even challenge you. Amen. The law cannot tell you you are not righteous when you have received God's righteousness. His witness, the law says, yes, that's the righteousness of God that you got. You are righteous. Many of us cannot say we are righteous because we're looking back into what? That's all gone. That's all gone. We are righteous before God. And it's witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith is telling us how you receive the righteousness of God. It's not through what you did, it's through faith. You receive it through believing in what Jesus has already done. And you say, God, I want that. It's freely given. If there is a grocery store open where you can go in and they say you can get anything that you want for free, you won't be standing up there. You'll run into that grocery store and grab as much as you can because it's free. This is free. The righteousness of God is given to us free. And we receive it just by believing. It says, Through faith in Jesus Christ. To all. Say with me, all, all. All. And on all who believe. So believing is the way. For there is no difference. Now in verse 31, he says, Do we then make void the law? Do we then make void the law? Because you hear a lot about, you know, I just I went to church and I said the prayer. And said, says, do you, we then void or make void the law? He says, God forbid. According to New, uh, King James. God forbid. Rather, we establish the law. Can you give me that scripture? Romans, the same chapter, verse 31, I believe. Do we then make void the law through faith just because we believe? We just throw the law. We just do whatever we like and live like the devil. The devil also believes. James 2 verse 19. The devil also believes and trembles. But do we make void? He says certainly not. On the contrary, we establish it. Why? Because when you receive the righteousness of God, He changes your life. He conforms your life to God's righteousness. And then the law says, that's good. And the prophets that are gone say, that's good, very good. Because your life is being transformed from glory to glory. Hallelujah. From glory to glory. And we got some glory this morning with Pastor Larry running around like crazy. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. amen Amen. this is our foundation of peace foundation the foundation for our peace what jesus has done for us when we receive it not strive for it like miss joy said this morning (laughs) talking about doing those works and all of that it frustrates you but when you receive it by faith and you walk in it by faith you have your peace There is no more condemnation. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. You're free to have peace and joy in God. Amen. You're free to have that. In, In Proverbs 18 verse 10, He says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. What's the strong tower? Hey you guys are too quiet this morning, you were yelling before. Come on, come on now, come on now, come on now, come on now. Come on now, come on now. <laughs> what is the strong tower? What is the strong tower? What is the strong tower? The name of the Lord. And you have the name. You have the name given to you. In, in Mark chapter 16, the Bible was clear. If you believe in me, you in my name, you shall cast out devils. Those are the things that bother you, devils. Amen. But you cast them out, not just from people's lives, but from your own life. Amen. 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 In my name, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And guess what it says? The righteous. Who are the Righteous. We talked about the righteous. Where do we go when there is trouble? We run into the name. Hallelujah. We run into that name. And no one can touch us when we get there. It's the name of the Lord. That's our comfort, our peace. No matter what's going on in your life. No matter what's going on in your head. No matter what they've told you. That is And you feel bad about it. God knows what you're going through. Run to the name and find peace in the name. That's why the Bible says, Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication in what name? The name that is a strong tower. Amen. Amen. The name is a strong tower. And when you make supplication, then he says, The peace of God that passes. Understand it. You cannot understand it. It's Jesus said, I, my peace I give to you. Not like the world gives. So there is trouble in your life. But you are at peace. Amen. Because your foundation is the foundation of peace. And that's not just talking. It's the truth. Everything can be going down. Corona can be doing its work. But you are at peace. Why? Because you got the name. You got the name. And you are protected. Psalm 91. Great Psalm. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. We just talk about running to the name, right? What is the secret place of the Most High? The strong tower. The name of the Lord. That's your secret place. And you have that name. You can use the name every time you feel troubled. Every time there is anxiety. And things are happening to you that you don't understand. You say this, the Lord is my my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The name of the Lord is your strong tower. But the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want He makes me to what? Lie down. In what? Green pastures. Uh, Your toe left is green. Your toe right is green. You can roll over green if you want it. He's always green. Hallelujah. He's always green. Always green. He leads you beside the still water. Get you there. And he leads you, what? In the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Because you carry the name of Jesus, God leads you in the paths of righteousness. And the devil cannot come there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil cannot come there. He doesn't even know how to find the way. Hallelujah. Because it's a secret place. (laughs) It's a secret place. God's secret place. Who can find God's secret place? And you are hiding there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. That's the best place to be. The secret place. You know, God's giving us so much. We have no reason to be afraid of fret, but nothing. The Bible says, fret not yourself. You are wasting your time fretting. Right. Go hide in that name. Go hide in your secret place. (laughs) Because you've made Jesus your secret place. He who dwells. (laughs) You know, you have a place, right? A home. Do you always stay in the home? But where do you dwell? You come out. And when you come out, things happen, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Where do you run to? Sometimes we don't find comfort back in home at <laughs> <I don't>. home. <laughs> it's even more worse than. <laughs> but with Jesus, that's your place of rest. Can I hear an amen? amen. That's your place of rest. You will go to him. That's why he said, Come unto me. Oh you who what? Amen. Labor. When you get out of your secret place, uh, it's labor. And when it's really tough, you run back to your secret place, which is the name of the Lord. And then things begin to change. God begins to unveil things. And then when he brings that into your heart, you begin to have peace. In the presence of trouble. And they say, How can you be so peaceful? Hey, uh, uh, can't you see what's going on around you? Your life is falling apart. Are you burying your head in the sand like the ostrich? <laughs> okay. If you know what I know, that's right. you will bury your head in the sand as well. Hallelujah. <laughs> if that's protection. But that's what God wants. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High abides under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say, that's so important. Tell yourself. Tell yourself constantly. No matter what's going on. I will say of the Lord, He is what? My refuge. My refuge. I love Psalm 23. Because it speaks of everything in life. You have, sometimes you have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And it seems like there is no way out. But There is light at the end of the tunnel. Because God is with you. He says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what? I will fear no evil. The greatest problem we have, when we're going through these things, there's a lot of fear. And imagine, and Satan keeps whispering to us. Keeps whispering to us. Oh, it's going to be bad. And it's going to be bad. I'm telling you, you got the foundation for badness. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. You see, this person, they're going to do this to you. And this other person, they're going to do this to you. Shut up! Hallelujah! Shut up! The Lord is my strong power. I have no reason to have... Lack of peace in my life. Because of what I see with my eyes. The Bible says we don't look to what we see with our eyes. We only look to what we see with our inner eyes. And God says it's all green. Amen. Amen. It's all green. I will say of the Lord. Constantly tell yourself. You you know like that scripture says. The Lord is my shepherd. You are confessing. And Jesus said, I am your good shepherd. Not just an ordinary shepherd. He is a good shepherd. And he is the Lord of all. Who can challenge him? He is the Lord of all. And the Lord of all is your resting place. The Lord of all belongs to you. Nobody can dare you. He is my refuge, my God in Him, I I will trust. Tell yourself that. And that's the foundation for your peace. Tell yourself, I will trust God. Why do you have to trust God? If He's already in your face, why do you have to trust Him? If you can already see the problems resolved before you, why do you have to trust Him? He's already there, right? When things seem like they're not going your way, but you know the God that you know, amen? Amen? What you have to do, don't look at what's going on or consider the circumstances. But what you need to do is turn your eyes upon Jesus. You know, that, is that what we sang it on Wednesday, I believe. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Amen. Turn your heart. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. I see that. Run to your hiding place. Amen. Yeah. When all those noise keeps coming into your head, quieting the noise by speaking the name of Jesus. And telling the devil, I know, I know in whom I believe. I know in whom I believe. I like this scripture says, because you trust him, surely he will deliver you from the snares of the fowler. Satan has snares, traps. Uh, and you're wondering, just like uh, a trap for birds, His trap is to lie to you. Yes. He takes the natural circumstances in your life. He will twist it and lie to you. And then begin to give you a picture. (laughs) A nasty picture. You see, that's the way the spirit realm works. Once you begin to see the pictures that he's painting for you. And what's going to come into your heart? Fear. (laughs) That's the opposite of faith. And so you see the pictures, and you are afraid. And before long, you are telling people about the pictures that you're seeing. But what you need to do is reverse the picture. It's the way the spirit frame works. When God was going to transform Abraham, he said to Abraham, come on, come on, come on. Look Look at the heavens. Can you count the stars? To change his mind. And so Satan uh, uh, makes those pictures in your head through his words. Reverse those, those words. You don't have to know a lot of scriptures. If all the scripture you know is the Lord is my shepherd. Then say it. Amen. And you say it in the name of Jesus. And then believe it. And things will change. I tell you what. If you don't have a test... You won't have a testimony. But people don't like tests. They like testimony of another person that's been through the test. It's good. That was a glorious testimony. We want yours as well. Amen. But you got to go through the test. That's why we have our hiding place. That's where we receive our strength. And God trains our hands for warfare. When we come out from the secret place, when we've been with him in the secret place, and we come out with faith, and the pictures that God has painted in your mind about what your future is going to be, because God said, I will give you a hope and a future. And you tell Satan, all these pictures you're giving to me, they're lies. I have new pictures. And when you step out of your secret place, uh, your dwelling place, to go out, the devil says, here comes trouble. Here comes trouble. You shall know the truth, and what? And the truth will make you free. We're selling a lot of songs about freedom today, and Pastor Larry got excited. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. This scripture, you know, years back, really spoke to me. And I was so, I mean, it was because I I had difficulties. But I know in my heart, I love God. Since I've been saved, I've loved God. I've not been perfect, but I've never walked away from Him. Never walked away from Him. I want to stay close to Him. My prayer today is the same. Don't care what anybody thinks. I want to know, I want to be close to him. I just want to know him. I know I will see him someday. But I can see him in my spirit and I love him even though I don't see him. I love him. Jesus is real. If it's not real to you, open your eyes. He's real. But this scripture spoke to me. It used to be a lot of comfort. He says, because he has set his love upon me. How many of you set your love upon Jesus this morning? Can I see your hand up? You set your love. It's up to you. Notice it's not because God has made you set your love upon Jesus. You decided, I am going to set my love upon the Lord Jesus. Yes. And God says, because you have done that and you are unshaken by that it says therefore i will what deliver him that means there are things when we set our love to god there are things in our life that are still not of the way he wants it hello Amen. and but when you set your love god begins to deliver you he begins to take those ropes away from you and break the chains around you and, and then you feel freer and freer before you were worshiping god like I see some people when first time they come to church, they see everybody lifting their hands up. They're looking, these people crazy. <laughs> Why are they lifting up their hands? I like the music, but I, and I like the pastor. But these crazy people that are lifting up their hands, <laughs> what's that for? And as they enjoy the music and they enjoy the pastor and they enjoy the church, before long they are trying to they're getting into it. But this time it's just like this now. When I see that, I go, Hallelujah! At least his hand is up here now. And then as they get into the water real deep, and they don't care about anybody anymore, "Ah, let's go! And they're worshipping God. They have become one of those crazy people. (laughs) Hallelujah! That's the way we want it. Because he sets his love upon me, therefore... I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Hallelujah. Please don't say, how nice. I wish God would really do what he just said. <laughs> I wish I could really believe that. That God would do this for me. I, God said what? I will what? Set you on high set you on high. God will set you on high. Because, what? We come back to what now? He has known my name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have known His name. That's the foundation for your peace. You have known the name. And because you know what the name stands for, and what the name can do for you, whenever the dreadful troubles you, you know to run back into that name. And when you get into the name, like it says in First Corinthians chapter 2, beginning from verse 9 through 13, God begins to unveil those things. The Holy Spirit begins to speak to you and begins to show you things. The Spirit says, deep things of God, the deep things of God, that you may know what has been freely given to you tells us that. Amen. Amen. If you don't say amen, I will say amen. Read loud. Amen. Amen. Listen. (laughs) When you know the name, he says, what do you do with the name? You call. Call You call upon that name. You call on God with that name. Whatever you ask in my name, Jesus said, I will what? I will give it to you. Ask that you might receive. Ask in my name that your joy may be full. The anxiety gone. Because you ask. Ask so that you receive. If you don't ask, so that you don't have. (laughs) If I put it that way. But you ask and you receive because we are going to God who is faithful. Even when I'm unfaithful, God remains faithful. He remains faithful to His word. And we can believe in Him. We can trust in Him. Many of us haven't tried. Try calling on God in a tough situation. When God gives you a word, He doesn't stop. He continues. God gave me a word in 1989 and God carried it through till 1993 until it was fulfilled just one word I remember then I wrote it down what he had said the situation was so dire it was terrible I cried I prayed to God both in English and my Nigerian pigeon English I needed him to hear me and then he spoke That still small voice. And I wrote it down. And all of a sudden, peace came into my heart. I was no longer afraid. I went back to my business like as if the problem was in there. And God, in His providence, He solved all of it. And kept me blessed. From 89 all the way through 93. I guess I'm revealing my age. I need to stop doing that. Hallelujah. He says, "He will call upon me, and I will answer him." What more do you want? He has already declared through an oath. An oath. Uh, he will answer you when you call. All you have to do is call. That's why I love. I love Luke chapter nine, verse, uh, chapter eleven, beginning from verse nine. He says it very well: "Ask, and you shall receive. Knock, the door will be opened." Seek and you will find. Then he added, For everyone that asks, received, Say it with me. Everyone that asks, received. And I told myself, God, I am everyone. You got to answer my prayer. Yeah. I am everyone. You said it here in your word. Everyone, I am in a tough situation. And God, look at me. I am everyone. Amen. Stop laughing at me, uh, Marilyn. You've been there too. (laughs) He He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. How can he leave you? Think about it. How can he leave you? It's impossible for him to leave you. Because it says, at that day, John 14 verse 20, at that day you would know, I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. If He's living in you, and you are going through trouble, is He going to vacate His dwelling place in your life? No, I will be with Him in trouble. (laughs) It's the wrong thing to give trouble to God. Amen. Amen. When you believe the one that is inside of you, uh, the trouble is nothing. Uh, uh, Can you ever imagine Jesus of Nazareth walking to Peter? Uh, Peter, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Peter would say, Messiah, what did you say? What do you mean? But he lives inside of you. You are his dwelling place. Amen? Yes. Just as his name is your dwelling place. He's your dwelling place. So he will be with you in trouble. But he didn't stop there. He says, I will be with him in trouble, but also I will deliver him from whatever trouble you have today. Can I hear an amen? amen. Whatever the enemy is bringing against your life, success is at the end of the road for you blessings of god are are there for you in the at the end of the road god will bring you you are just going through a path (laughs) though i go through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me then he says, you prepare what a table after you get through the trouble there is a table there is a table waiting prepared by god himself Think about the goodies that will be on that table. You will eat to the points where you are saying, God, this is enough. I'm enjoying too much now. Hallelujah. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Can you imagine God honoring you? But Who said this? Pastor, good luck. No, God says I will honor you. Can you really believe that God wants to honor you? That's what He said in His Word. We don't think of it. We go out nice, but God says I will honor you. And who is He talking to? He is talking to you. How He's going to do it—that's not your business. Let Him do. What he said he would do in your life. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Let him do what. Believe. Contrary to everything that's happening to you. Just like Abraham. He believed in God. Contrary to what he knew. He was 99 years old. But he still believed God. He still believed God. Abraham. Believe God. And God says, I will honor you. Stay with me. You guys are mighty quiet. (laughs) It's like going, how nice. (laughs) I wish you would do that. I wish God meant what he said enough to do it. That's what we believe, you know. We have, God thinks about us this way. And we think about ourselves way back here. Who is right? Take care. Who is right? Two cannot walk together unless they are what? In agreement. Amos 3, 3. Two cannot walk together unless the reason why we're sharing this with you is that your mind, my mind, can be transformed to agree with his mind so we can walk with him. And if we do that, he lifts us up. But if we keep looking at ourselves down here, we remain down there. Stretch out your hand to him. Just like Peter, when he was thinking, you remember that? Jesus, and brought him back up. To the same level with Jesus walking on water. Some people think they were just close by the boat. Right? And as soon as he lifted Peter up, he says Peter started walking towards him. They were far from the boat. But after Jesus lifted him up, he ran where his strong tower. Right? There was no fear anymore in Peter. They both walked on water to the boat. No fear for P- in Peter's heart anymore. Amen. amen. And that's you. Can I hear an amen? amen? That's you. You have no fear. I say that in the name of Jesus. You have no fear of the circumstances you are confronting now by the power of the name of Jesus. Can I hear an amen? There's no fear. Because God said, I will help you. I will help you. I will help you. And then he says, with long life. I will satisfy you. I've been through some sort of situation, you all know, where doctor said, the doctor was very serious. I'm just telling you what I know. you got three months, six months at most. You're going to die. Oh no, God, I'm going to die here. The doctor always said I'm going to die. Peter, on the phone, huh? Doctor just told me i going only got three months. Guess who's ministering to you? The devil. And he's painting your picture in that casket. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's saying, he was a good man. <laughs> How good a man he was. He's gone now. No! I'm going to live. God said, I will satisfy you with long life. Hallelujah. I will satisfy you with long life. Everyone is for this scripture. I will satisfy you until I'm satisfied. I'm going nowhere. Hello, you, doctor. I'm not satisfied. I see that things to do. It's been more than six months. Amen. It's been more than six months. I'm still living. By the grace of God, I told myself, God helping me, I won't change anything that I'm doing much. I'll still preach. He called me to do that. Amen. Amen. And I'm not, a, just go back home. <laughs> oh, God, the doctor, I can't even sleep. What am I going to do with my children? (laughs) Uh, My wife, she's going to be lonely. All of that crazy stuff. And we keep giving you all these pictures. Say, Satan, take your pictures away. I don't want them. Give me a picture of life. He came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I came that you might have life. And have it more abundantly. Yes, I have abundant life. You can't take abundant life just with a sickness. No, you can't. By the grace of God and by His goodness. Because He's faithful. He will remain faithful to you. Amen? He will remain faithful to you. In whatever circumstance you find yourself. God will remain faithful. I wanted to stop. Hmm. Oh Lord Jesus help me. Not even the first page half of it is gone. And I want to run to another series. But I will lead Jesus help me. Sign up to your feet. Hallelujah. 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 Tell yourself I'm indestructible. Until Jesus wants me home. I'm not going anywhere. No matter how hard you try, devil. You will never succeed. I have my place to hide. When you bring your tornado, tornado and uh, hurricane. Uh, that spiritually. I have my place secure unmovable when the storm goes by i walk out to see the sun again thank you jesus nothing was touched that belonged to me amen hallelujah would you lift your hands up today and tell him how much you love him and if you don't know him you can make your life available to him today he wants your life why he wants to make your life good and give you a future he's with you today amen he's with you today say with me God I give you everything I give you my life I trust in you you are my strong tower you are my hiding place you are my good shepherd I will never lack for anything That's good. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Pastor Larry, come up.
1: Praise the Lord. Wonderful service today. I did get a little excited, I have to admit. But I get excited about Jesus sometimes. But I know that during the... um, I know we've prayed the prayer and I want to leave it at that. But I know that God. This Pastor morning, Larry,
0: please give me that microphone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, don't go too far. You're coming back here. I just got a check for ten thousand dollars for children's home. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah. Can't touch
1: this. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is good. Amen. Another home. More kids being rescued. Praise the Lord. I love kids. All of you know that. But I know in this service this morning because God gave a word to me and also to Pastor Goodluck earlier that there are people here that are in the decision process today. I don't know if it's young people, which it could very well be, but there's somebody that's standing at the crossroads in this service today because God spoke specifically. And when God speaks, he doesn't do it just to show off. He does it because there's a purpose. And there's somebody here today That is at a crossroads in their life. And I'm here to tell you. There's two choices. And the choices to be made. Are all yours. You're the one that makes the choice. Not God. You say well God loves me. Yes he does. But God loves you enough. But he wants you to love him enough. To choose him. Over the world. The world out there. Is trying to pull our young people in. And trying to pull us into where he wants the life. Satan came for one reason, my friend. To kill, steal, and destroy. Satan wants to destroy your life any way he can. But it's time to stand up for Jesus. It's time to stand up for Jesus. Young people, I didn't go through what you're going through. I'll admit that. Because we didn't have the world that we have today to live in. But God loves you. He brought you here for a purpose. And if you're here today, God brought you here for a purpose. And I ask you today, choose God today. Choose Jesus today in your life. Because that's the only thing that's important. Nothing in your life is more important. Nothing in your life is more important than God in your life. I don't care about popularity. Because popularity doesn't last very long. It only lasts temporal, but God's word is forever. And I say that only to you, but to every youth and every person that's standing out there, life is a choice. And God says, choose me. And if you choose him, I guarantee you that the life that you live going forward, you may not see it now, but you'll see it one day and you'll turn around and say, I thank God that somebody told me to give my heart to the Lord. So if you're here or out there and you need to accept Jesus, I ask you to do that today. And we're going to pray this very simple prayer. pastor's already prayed one here, but we're going to pray a sinner's prayer today. And if you're here or out there, repeat this prayer after me. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you and ask you to forgive me of all of my sins, all of the things that I have done wrong in my life. I want to start fresh in my life, today, in Jesus' name. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life, to be the Lord of my life, to guide me in my life, direct me in my life, and be my strength as I go forward and as I hold your light up to this dark world. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. I am now a child of God. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen, and so be it, and may God richly bless you.